Hebrews chapter 3, let's, let's read verse 13. What do you all reckon is the most, the greatest danger to your soul? To any of us. What do you reckon the greatest danger is to these children and their souls? Believe a lie. Exactly. Let's read this verse. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Now that is the greatest danger to our soul, is that we be deceived. Uh, what does it mean? Well, when we're deceived, we have believed a lie. <clears throat> you say, you talk about this a lot. Well, because it's mighty important, and I don't know if anybody ever listens or not and gets it about this. You know, we talk Sunday about the madness and everything. How, how does that happen? What starts you on the road to madness? Believing a lie. Yes. So that's Sunday. Uh, when we're deceived, we have believed a lie. And it leads somewhere. Like we talked Sunday, madness. It leads to sin. Every sin begins with a lie. It leads to delusion. It leads to madness. Delusion is wrong thinking. Thinking based on a lie. Uh, pre, uh, uh, your perception, perceiving something wrongly, then you're deluded. You believe an illusion and then you're deluded. And we'll get to that in a minute here. But, but then it leads to shipwreck and ruin. The devil is a liar. And that's been his, his, um, his, his M.O. ever since he began. Jesus named him. He nailed him as a liar. He is a liar. That's what he is good at. Believe me, he's good at it. He's, he can fool me. He can fool you. He can fool these children very easily. And the thing about it is, the thing about de being deceived is that you don't know you're deceived. If you were aware of it, then you could fight against it. But the, that's the trick of the whole thing. Once you believe the lie, you think you're right. Sin is deceitful. Romans 7 verse 11, For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me. Sin deceived me. And by it, slew me. Wow. That's pretty serious words. Those are pretty heavy words. It's a solemn warning if we would hear how important it is to believe the truth. Now, y'all, this is very important because, see, we're in the information age where it's all at your fingertips all the time. You can find out anything you want to at any time. Just click, 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 and there you go. But have y'all figured this out? that a lot of what you find is not true after all. Yes. How many opinions? How many? We have Facebook and it's fact-checking. Yeah, you depending on that to be true. See? It doesn't matter which way you turn. There's deceit and lies everywhere. You can call it misinformation if you want to, but it's still a lie. It's wrong. It's not true. If it's not true, then you can put it in the lies folder. You can't believe stuff that's not true without putting yourself in great peril. And not only that, but everybody who's in your wake that you're, that's following you or that you're affecting or influencing in your life. 
Our own heart can be deceived very easily. Proverbs 28 and verse 26. I heard a sermon on this 30 years ago and I still remember it. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. But whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. And where do people get off? How many of you have heard somebody tell their kids, their little girl or somebody, just follow your heart. Follow your heart and you'll be... Where's it going to lead them? Right to deception. And right to delusion and destruction and madness and everything else. I would never tell anybody, follow your heart. Worst advice you can give. Jeremiah 17, 9, we've heard this a million times. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Your own heart will lie to you. That is you lying to yourself and then believing it. That's amazing, isn't it? The foolishness. It's amazing what our selfishness and our sin can do to us. Lie to ourselves and believe it. Others are deceitful. Second John verse uh, chapter one verse nine uh, seven. seven. Never mind. <laughs> Second John seven. The Bible prints that out like that. I don't know why it does that. Jude one verse eight. You know, for many deceivers are entered into the world who confess that not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Well, there's a lot to be said there in that verse. But the main emphasis here is for many deceivers are entered into the world. First John 4 and verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are going out into the world. I've got something on my heart I want to preach for a little while. And it's in the spiritual warfare thing. But but just look at that right there. Believe not every spirit. And we are way too unguarded in that area. We believe anybody that says they're a Christian or says they're a preacher or says, uh, pretends to be spiritual, we think they've got something important to tell us. And, and there's the warning in the Bible. Believe not every spirit. Now, if the devil is going to lie to you in your mind, now that's a spiritual matter right there. That's where the spiritual warfare happens is in your mind. And it's those voices you hear in your mind. That argument, that debate that goes on in your mind, that's spiritual warfare. That's the influence of the Spirit of God and the spirit of devil, spirits of devils. Now, if the devil is going to tempt you, if he's going to lie to you, if he's going to deceive you in your mind, is, is he going to act like the devil? Is he going to profess to be evil? Or is he going to imitate the Spirit of God in those voices? You better believe it. It's no marvel. Satan himself is an angel of light, so it is no marvel, therefore, if his, if his ministers be transformed into the ministers of righteousness. So, you know, we're up against it here. We've got to have some understanding and wisdom and discernment, and we've got to have an anchor to hold on to that's right so that we don't drift around in our own opinions and prejudices and, and preferences and all of that. 
Second Peter chapter 2 verse 1. There, but there were false prophets also among the people. Even as there shall be false teachers among you who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Well, that's happened all through the ages. It's not a, it's not a, a thing that's just uh, birthed here in the 20th century and the 21st century. The imposters and the scandals and all of that in the, in Christendom. It's always been that way. Satan is deceitful. Others are deceitful. Satan is deceitful. Revelation 12 verse 9. The great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil. And Satan. So, you know, anybody that wants to parse things out and argue about the serpent in the garden or the devil or Satan, it's there they are. It's all the same one. God's called him a lot of things. All right, Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. Think about that right there. He has deceived the whole world. Has he ever deceived you? Well, you know he has. But the thing is, is he doing it right now? Is he going to do it tomorrow? Is the devil going to deceive you? I guarantee you he's going to try. He don't ever give up. He is relentless. And, and tireless. He does not wear out. He doesn't sleep and have to rest. He doesn't get weary in this battle. He is after us. He goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. How does he do it? With lies. By deceiving us. He don't have to tell us a whole bunch of lies. He can tell us 99 things that are true as, as God himself. And tell us one lie. And that's all it takes. That's one lies all it took to bring sin into the world on the whole human race and curse the whole creation. And that's all it takes for me and for you. One lie. Just mighty important. The world is full of others. It's full of sin. And it's the realm of the devil. He's the God, G, little G-O-D of this world. So it's going to be full of deceit. The world is. And, and in these last days here, we can see it. My, my, we can see the lie abounds everywhere. And so we have to be very, very careful. Who can we put our trust in? God alone. That's right, brother. Somehow that got into me way back yonder a long time ago. I realized that God is the only one that's faithful and that is true, completely true. Men are not. Now, I like friends and I like to be inspired by people and all of that, but you just can't ever forget they're just flesh and they're people. And, just, and, and the devil uses people against other people. That's how he hurts you. That's how he wounds you and disables you. That's how he discourages you. So you got to look to God. When we are deceived, we don't know it. We're completely convinced that we're right. To deceive means to mislead the mind. To cause to err. To cause to believe what is false or to believe or to 
disbelieve what is true. Now that's the dictionary definition of deceive. <laughs> You're just turned the wrong way. Your mind is misled. You better watch how you think. You better watch the trails you go down in your thoughts. And especially when it's concerning other people. It's amazing what diviners we are when it comes to other people. And their motives. And their character. And their spirituality. <laughs> Delusion is a false idea. It's false thinking. And illusion is a false appearance, a false show. Now, illusion leads to delusion. An illusion. It's a false show. A delusion is a false idea, false thinking. Well, an illusion causes a delusion. Because, and, and what are you looking at all the time? What's everybody always looking at? A screen. An image that's representing things that aren't real, right? Most of the time. Or it's a distortion of what's real. What's coming across that screen is something to influence your mind. It's trying to lead your mind. There's a thing about images. That's why, it's, that's why that it's right there in the Ten Commandments, right in the beginning. There's a lot more to that commandment than everybody seems to understand these images God absolutely forbid it and yet that's what we live on we're always looking these children growing up now they don't even know what it's like to reality everything's across a screen I've never liked it in churches I mean it's just something about it I, I just don't I'd rather read my Bible and I'd rather see you guys holding a Bible than seeing it on a screen. Yes, sir. Uh, say, well, it's easier to read up there. Not for me, it's not. No. But just the, I don't know. It's just easier for the devil to deceive us through that medium. We've gotten so used to it. It's just become a necessary part of our lives. Delusion leads to stubbornness. Now, when you get your mind set, y'all have heard that, haven't you? Well, they got their mind set. That's it. Well, when your mind is set and you're stubborn, it usually is an indication that you're deluded. That applies to all of us. I really do. Now, some of you may argue about it, but I really do believe this is true about me. I believe I'm less stubborn than I used to be because I've learned through life that, that I'm not always right. I've been proven wrong enough to, well, I'm kind of gun-shy now. We should be, if you're stubborn, you're not moldable. You're not teachable if you're stubborn. But people get stubborn when they're deluded, their mind is set because of something they've seen, something they heard, something was told them, something they've got in their mind, and it's, boy, it's set. And you work from there. Yeah. Well, I've told people this before, and, you know, it doesn't set well with a lot of people. and it, It's not what I was taught all through the years, but you better have everything on the table. Everything about you, everything you believe, everything you hold so dear, you, everything you think you're so right on, you better have it out on the table, ready to check. 
You ought to be willing to check anything about you. Anything you've been taught, anything you believe. I don't, I'm not, I don't have my points, you know, like secure the believer and blah, 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 and this and that and the other where that's off the table. Nothing. I know in whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. The only thing that I know for absolute sure, and I hope you understand what I'm saying here, is that he saved my soul. And I owe it all to him. And life is about getting to know him better and getting closer to him and being and preparing to be with him forever. And everything else, I mean, everything else, I'm willing to check it out anyway. I'm willing to listen. There's nothing to be afraid of. If you're right and you're believing the truth and you haven't been lied to and believed it, you got nothing to fear. <laughs> but if you believed a lie and somebody comes along and throws the covers off of it and you get mad and you get stubborn and you bow up, well then... You've revealed to your to what's wrong. Amen. It's first Samuel uh, fifteen verse twenty three. I said delusion leads to stubbornness. Well listen to this is another common verse we hear we've heard so many times. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. That don't get too much emphasis ever put on it, does it? We know that verse where rebellion's is the sin of witchcraft, but the very next thing it says there in the same sentence and stubbornness. So rebellion and stubbornness. They must go together. As as iniquity and idolatry. Boy, that's bad. That's the strongest words that God uses. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Well, we can just be as stubborn and rebellious as we want. But God has the last say. He's God. He can humble us. He can shut us up. He can knock the props right out from under us. And believe me, He knows how to do it. Stubbornness means stiff, fixed, unmovable, unteachable. Somebody years ago said this was the Baptist theme song. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. But they changed the words a little bit. and Really, it was pretty accurate. My experience, it, it means, and that all adds up to unbelief. When you're stubborn, stiff, fixed, unmovable, unteachable, that's unbelief. That's unbelief. My, how could I think that I've got it all down and I know all about God at this point in my life? If I lived to be 150, I wouldn't. I'd probably know less than I know now when I'm looking across the whole deal. Stubbornness is a reliable sign of being deceived and it causes you to resist God. You see, people are not just stubborn against one another and not against God. You can't be submitted to God. Heart, mind, body, and soul and everything. Yielded in every way to God and then stubborn with everybody around you. It, it's no that two and two don't add up to five. That's that does. It's not that way. 
If we're stubborn, we're stubborn against everybody. We're stubborn against God too. If others can't help us, if others can't guide us, then God can't guide us. Because we refuse. Acts 7 and verse 51. You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You know who said that? Who's preaching in Acts chapter 7? <laughs> Stephen. Yeah. He's looking on that crowd. They're gnashing on him with their teeth. I mean, they're fixing to stone him. Kill him. And that's, that's what brought it on right there. He had told them all about Moses and brought them down through all the history of Israel and gave them a real sermon on their history. And they was all, yeah, amen, amen, until he got to here. He said, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you do always resist the Holy Ghost. As your fathers did, so do you. That's just what Jesus preached to them too. He said, you garnish the sepulchers of the prophets and your fathers are the ones who kill them. Fill you up then the measure of your fathers because they were wanting to kill him right then. <laughs> Hebrews three 13. We're talking about stubborn, stiff-necked. Here, now, but exhort one another daily while it is called today. This is the verse we read to start out with. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. You, what is sin? It's a lie. It started with a lie. It is a lie. And it hardens you. Makes you stubborn. The, the absence of stubbornness allows God to work in our life and speak to our heart. See, that's got to go. Can't be stubborn. You just can't. Deuteronomy 10 and verse 16, Circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart and be no more stiff-necked. <laughs> of all the things he could have named, but what did he name? Stubbornness. Hardness. And why are people stubborn? And why are they hard? Because they're deceived. They've been lied to and believed it. By somebody else, by the devil, or by their own heart. Second Chronicles verse thir uh, chapter 30 verse 8. Now be ye not stiff-necked as your fathers were, but yield yourselves unto the Lord and enter into His sanctuary, which He hath sanctified forever and serve the Lord your God that the fierceness of his wrath may turn away from you. What does it do to you if you have a stubborn child? Well, it makes you angry. It makes you despair. It makes you frustrated. Well, what does it, what does it do to God when he has a stubborn child? people or somebody to deal with like that's what he's talking about here don't do like your fathers did don't be that way don't be stubborn and stiff-necked and hard yield your heart to god yield yourselves unto the lord go enter into his sanctuary serve the lord your god that the fierceness of his wrath may turn away from you now there are doors to deceit and we'll be quick here there's there are doors Mark them and put guards there for your soul's sake. Isaiah 44, 20. He feedeth on ashes. A deceived heart hath turned him aside. 
that he cannot deliver his soul, nor say, is there not a lie in my right hand? He can't even tell. I mean, he feeds on us. Deceived heart has turned him aside. He don't even know. He can't even identify a lie anymore. Mm-hmm. You ever know anybody like that? I've known people like that. They cannot, they absolutely can't discern the truth from a lie anymore. They'll tell the awful it's lie and they believe it. Yeah. Nobody else does, but they believe it yeah. about themselves. Or some story that they heard in the past. <laughs> Liars lie. And it just gets to be such a habit that, you know, they would they'd rather lie than tell the truth. They get dis- disconnected. He said here, he can't deliver his soul, nor say, is there not a lie in my right hand? Man, that is lost right there. That is lost in the darkness. When you can't even tell the truth anymore. You don't recognize it. Think about that. Do you recognize the truth when you hear it? I believe I do. You know. I'm speaking of the truths of God now. And the Word of God. and, and, And there's just something in me. And I think it's the Spirit of God that guides us into all truth. I think that's the difference right there. That that just either it's he just he witnesses in me that it's true. Or without that witness there's there's no ease with it. You know, y'all know what I'm talking about. I hear things sometimes and it at first listen, it sounds right. But then when I think on it a little bit, I think, oh no. That no. I just don't add up because of this and this and this. You know, that won't work. (laughs) There's certain truths through my life that I can think of that have just unlocked doors that just opened up understanding in other areas. And, And I can tell you what they are. And that's the way it should work. When you hear the truth, the truth makes you free, you know. There's a witness. God Himself witnesses within us. Well, I won't, that's some of what I'm thinking about that I want to preach about, so I'm not going to go into that too much here. But uh, pride is a major door for deceit to enter into your soul. Do you know why people believe lies more than any other reason? The pride. Pride. Just self-love and, and a higher estimation of self than is reasonable or real. Obadiah 1 and verse 3, The pride of thine heart hath deceived thee, thou that dwellest in the clefts of the rock, whose habitation is high, that saith in his heart, Who shall bring me down to the ground? ripe for being deceived. All any deceiver has to do is speak to their pride and pamper them and just, you know, pet their pride a little bit. They'll believe anything you say. That's how this world operates. That's how people are led into sin and deceived in so many other ways. 
Lust is a major door for deceit to enter in. Ephesians 4, verse 22, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. Lust is basically wanting your own way. And so you rationalize and justify and therefore <laughs> lie to yourself, deceive yourself in order to get what you want. Mm -hmm. Lust says, I must have it. And I must have it now. And so there's this conflict in your mind. That's where it's at, isn't it? That's, what, that's where the battle's fought in your mind. You're thinking about it. And there's opposing views being presented in your mind. And you think it's just you. You think it's all tied up in your IQ and intelligence and you're just thinking this thing out. Nope. There's a battle going on in your mind. And the devil is trying to talk you into it. Trying to excuse you for it. He's trying to tell you it's right while the Spirit of God says it's wrong. Spirit of God says it'll kill you. And the devil says it won't kill you. He's been doing it since the garden. Same argument. Fear is a door for deceit to enter in. Zephaniah 3.13 The remnant of Israel shall not do iniquity nor speak lies. Neither shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth. For they shall feed and lie down, and none shall make them afraid. Well, now that's, that's a good thing to think about. But fear of the future and being left desolate or suffering loss, this is the opposite of faith, and it opens the door wide for deceit. Times like we're living in. A lot of fear. A lot of anxiety and apprehension about what's going to happen. Ain't nobody looking for anything good to happen. Everybody's thinking this is, boy, this is bad. They ain't tell them what's going to happen. Right. And that's the truth. Ain't no telling what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But it's like we said, you know, and like Gary said in Sunday school, you can't have just joy and peace and love. you got to have hope. Or it, ain't, it don't count. Yeah, that's the other element of, of our, that our God has given us. So we have hope. And if you fall into fear, fear of the future and being left without anything, fear, you're not going to be able to buy gas for your car. <laughs> ah. It opens, it's a vulnerable place for the devil to work on us. Through, through his spirits in our own mind or through somebody else or through all this information dump that's all over the world that we are tied into and plugged into and that we get everything we need to know from. And it's a bunch of lies. A bunch of lies. I, I wish I could really get that across because that's what it is. I see it more and more and more. You read the news? It's lies. It's propaganda. It's lies. All of it is. I read uh, somewhere here some time ago, but somebody that had lived in a communist country like that, they, they asked some American, they said, why do you watch the news? Because in our country, he said, when we, where I grew up, we didn't watch the news because we knew it was the government propaganda. It was lies, and so we wouldn't listen to it. Why do you listen to it? <laughs> 
That's a good question, isn't it? The most dangerous kind of deceit is self-deceit. James chapter 1 verse 26, If any man among you seem to be religious and and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, see there, this man's religion is vain. You can lie to yourself and believe it. That really seems strange, doesn't it? And let me tell you something. This is what I believe. I believe most people will be in hell because they deceived themselves. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They justified themselves. They rationalized their behavior and their deeds by comparing themselves with other people instead of with Christ. That's what everybody does, isn't it? They, they look around and say, well, I'm better than him. <laughs> I got her made. Well, if he's going to heaven, I'm a shoe in for sure because I'm a way better person than he is. And he goes to church and he's a deacon and, or whatever. I've heard that junk all my life as a Christian and I know it's, and even before. What a bunch of junk. <laughs> you think God's going to just line us all up and just pick the best among us and that's how it's going to work? No, it's not. No, it's not that way at all. But that's why people are going to be in hell. So most of the people who are going there, and most people are going there, it's just a fact. Most of the human race is going to be in hell forever. Apart from, separated from God. Well, they convinced themselves that their thinking was right in spite of the fact that it contradicted God's laws and God's ways and God's influence in their life. How do you do that? Well, it happened in the garden and it's been happening ever since. Somehow, you just, the best way to do it is just quit opening this book and reading. Don't, don't read it. Just listen to what the preacher says and just listen to what the experts say and just listen to what old Dr. So-and-so says. He ought to know. He studied it. I'll just take his word for it. That's what everybody does. Pitiful. We're going to give account of ourselves to God. You better read that book. You better know that book. You better study to show thyself approved unto God. He's not going to take somebody else's credentials for any of us. It's my responsibility to know the truth. To not believe a lie. By looking at things on earth as they appear, which are many times only illusions. We saw a rainbow coming over here. Well, that's not an illusion, but you can't get a hold of it. It's kind of like the air. It's there and you can see it. What do you think of when you see a rainbow? I think of God. Yes, it's God's promise. We saw one coming to church. I'll set my bow in the cloud. It's hope. I mean, it's a physical thing that God put there. It's not really a thing, but we can see it. Ain't that amazing? But by looking at things on earth as they appear, which are many times only illusion, we're deluded in our mind and deceived, and then we become stubborn, and then we've deceived ourselves. Don't, well, I saw it. 
with my own eyes. Well, that don't mean a thing. Really. I've seen people do all kinds of things. Saw people in half. Everything. I mean, I've seen them make stuff disappear and bring it right out. I've seen them pull a rabbit right out of a hat. You know. Well, that may sound funny, but that's, that's just entertainment trickery and all of that. But you better believe the devil does that. He'll make you believe something because you've seen or you've heard or you felt. Most people, their whole religion is built, on, built and based upon how they felt one time about something. Shaky foundation. No foundation except the truth. And all of that stuff is very deceitful. You can't trust your heart. What is that? Your feelings. You can't trust your feelings. I just had a feeling. Distrust your gut, they say. I knew. I just, well, that's trusting in your own heart. That's trusting in feelings. That's trusting in anything but God and truth. All right, I'm about done. I promise you. Self-deceit makes you an idolater. You perceive God to be according to your illusions and delusions and you become very stubborn about it. Idolaters are stubborn. That's the mark. That's a thing you can go by. So, instead of being ruled by the Almighty God, you become the ruler yourself. You make your decisions and judgments according to your wisdom and not the Word of God. Now, if we ain't careful, that's what we'll do. Are you willing to examine yourself about that right there? How do you make your decisions, your choices, your discernments about things? What's true? What's not true? What's right? What's not right? The way or what's not the way of God? Here's the way. Walk you in it. How do you figure that out? You just sit around and just gather up all your facts that you know and just, you know, rearrange them and, and figure it out that way? Or does the Spirit of God and the word, take the Word of God and convince you that way? Right. It's the only way it counts. It's the only way it works. Yes, when you're self-deceived, you're the hardest to be reached. And therefore, the one whose soul is in most danger. You can't get any more loss than when you believe a lie that you've told yourself. And nobody can change your mind. Be aware of the very present danger of being deceived by others and by our own heart, by the devil, in this world that we live in. The devil comes to church. We don't have him locked out. The devil comes to church. He works in the minds of people while the preacher is preaching. To deceive you, ain't that something? You see what, a, you see what kind of a war we're in? What kind of a dangerous situation we all are in and we take too much for granted. We just take our kids all for granted. We think they're listening and, and the devil's having a heyday with them while we're rejoicing in our whatever, fellowship and our knowledge and our worship. Serious business. We need to fight the good fight of faith. What does that amount to? Winning souls? No. 
That's fruit. And it comes naturally with love and obedience and yielding to God. Amen. All right, I'll just read this verse. You may think this don't have anything to do with it, but it is. It's the hope at the end. Hebrews 7, verse 25, Wherefore, He is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by Him, seeing He ever liveth to make intercession for them. So God can... That's the thing about the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation. See, in spite of the devil's lies, we were all lied to by the devil. We were all in the devil's snare. But if you're saved here tonight, <laughs> you escaped. And how did you escape? God delivered you because you believed in His Son. That's the most important truth to believe. You've got to believe in Jesus alone. Not add Him to all of your other stuff. Everything else has to go, and it's Christ alone. Then, then He can deliver us from the lies. Man, I tell you what, I just, I remember realizing this, you know, a long time ago. I mean, I remembered when I realized I was on the wrong side, and that I would believed a bunch of lies. You know, the Mexicans down there, it was a, you know, they, they're all Catholics, by profession you know they do anything that's just like Baptists here you know they've been saved and baptized and so they're going to heaven they think Catholics are the same way same exact way but when one of them you know I've seen different ones when they got really born again they were hard to control because they were so upset with the Catholic church for lying to them like they did and they had lying to their grandparents and their family all the way back. When they get to thinking about how the, the, these people have lied to all of my people and they've all perished, believing a lie, a bunch of lies, and they just want to go burn them down. It's hard to deal with. You ought to hate... You, what are we supposed to do? God hates a lion tongue. Do you hate a lion tongue? Are you wary of it? Do you beware of it? Yeah. There's a thing that lies with malice. And then lies, just they just spread like a... You know, they've got these... You know, some people can be a carrier of a virus and not get sick with it. You know, that kind of thing. Well, it's kind of like that this way too. There's people that just mean and lie to hurt people and with malice. That's the way the devil is. He wants to kill you and lead you to your death, your slaughter. But other people just believe a lie and they just repeat it. They don't even know really what they're doing. Don't be one of those either. Be very careful what you tell other people to be the truth when you don't, when you've not really examined it yourself. We shouldn't tell, we shouldn't try to tell so much. You know, we just need to tell what we absolutely know to be true. Just stay right there. <laughs> Let your conversation be yay and nay. <laughs> I mean, uh, 
the less you talk, the better off you are. Trying to tell others and teach others and guide others when you got a whole purse full of bad information. Keep it pure. Keep it right. Check everything out. Don't take anybody's word for it. I don't mean you got to be suspicious and, and paranoid about everybody, but it just means that you just check it out. Paul preached to the Bereans, and what did they do? They went home and checked their Bible. See if those things were really true. That's what everybody ought to do. Amen. Don't believe a lie. Don't believe any lies. And don't be telling lies either. God is true. Let God be true. Every man a liar. God, God will answer your question. You got a question. You got a doubt. You got something you're uncertain about. God will answer you. He'll show you. If you'll seek Him. And only Him. You know, we got this thing. We'll go to books and read what other people have said. Well, it's profitable to know what other people have said sometimes, but that's no way to search for truth. The way to search for truth, the only way. It's right here. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. That's right here. Amen. Alrighty, Father, thank you. Thank you for allowing us to be here tonight. Thank you for the message. I pray it speak to all of our hearts and we'd remember this, that we wouldn't be so gullible in this world around us. Lord, help us not to be cynical or skeptical about everything, but to be watchful and guardful because the devil is going about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, and that includes me. I know that. It includes these children I'm looking at. Please protect him, Lord, from his lies and deceits. And then, Lord, help us to be honest. I mean thoroughly honest in our own hearts about ourselves before you and not deceive ourselves, not put our trust in things that are of no value. Lord, help us. Help each one here tonight. Lord, to examine themselves in this matter and to be watchful and careful as we go away from here and what we read, listen to. Uh, Lord, think about the things we even think about. Please help us. Love you, Lord. Thank you for the time together in Jesus' name. Amen.